afternoon, sports dicks, and welcome to another Not For Nothing with your host, Chris and Chris. Baseball's back, Chris. Yeah. Bryce Harper assigned with the Phillies. Yay. NFL free agency is only one week away. What? March Madness, two weeks. What? There are only 20 games left in the NBA regular season, so we're getting closer to the playoffs. Same times. Without LeBron James. And Chris, as a special today, has two hot takes and a microphone. All this and the weather starting to warm up as we spring forward this weekend with daylight savings. Chris, it's a great time of year, isn't it? It sure is. This is an underappreciated time of the year in sports. It is. But unfortunately, before we get to all that, as has been our custom for some ridiculously odd reason, we need to start the show by giving a shout out and remember two legends who just left us. Luke Perry and King Kong Bundy. Heartbreakers. Heartbreakers. Can I... Can I can I jump right in on yeah, the Luke Perry thing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and hopefully we're getting this in ahead of whatever annoying Bill Simmons tribute he'll <laughs> conjure up to make himself feel better. He ain't talking about Luke Perry. He is. He claims he's big now, too, and okay. Mm. Uh, it, it was like that. So I've, I've had two days to process the Luke Perry loss, which hit me way harder than I could have ever expected. I mean, I think it was yeah. sudden for everyone. Sure, Luke absolutely. Perry, Luke Perry included. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I've, there's a... So, in the 90s, there was this sort of phenomenon. It was like a, it, it, it was like, there was, there was this, whatever. It's like, I, I want to say viral, but it was before things were viral. But in colleges across the country, mm -hmm. students would get together mm -hmm. and watch 90210 together. They, we did in high school. Yeah, it yeah. was like an aged out I had girls come over to my house yeah, to watch 90210, and I was like stoked. Yeah, we, we got together freshman year, girls didn't come sophomore year. Yeah. with I mean, it was what really brought my friend group together was that we all weekly got together and watched 90210. We all, like, claimed ownership of a character. Mm. Um, not that we, like, dressed up like a Marine <laughs> weird cosplay shit, but, we, you know, we was just like... Sideburns. A, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one was ever Dylan McKay, by the way. Like, we, he was, like, ex like, no one was ever cool enough yeah, to, be, cool enough. to be Dylan. Yeah, you couldn't be cool enough. To be Dylan. And you'd always, like, give shitty characters to, to people you didn't like. You'd be like, you're, you're, <laughs> Je you're Jesse. <laughs> You're Andrea. Get out of here, <laughs> stinkball. Uh, and I, we, you know, I thought it was sort of specific to, to what was going on in, in Montana at the time. Oh, no. But like I've, I've this was worldwide. Our, so, and, and I've always been a big 90210 guy. Obviously, like my, my uh, you know, my, my hip-hop radio show was West Beverly High. Right. Like there's lots of right. dumb tributes in my life that have followed us around. And initially yesterday, I was really sad about losing Luke Perry. But today, having had some time to reflect, watch a couple episodes. Celebrating. I'm realizing it's really about a loss of that innocence and that Yeah. And that and that there's a fragility with age and and time passing that they I think that weirdly Luke Perry dying embodied for me, which made it like seem I didn't really. Uh, I think I went, I, yeah, I understand what you're saying. I, I mean, loved his body of work. Right. Don't get me wrong. And I know you wanted to talk about that a little bit. A little bit. Um, and he, you know, he's a fantastic person. All you've heard is amazing stories. I don't know if you heard Tom Hanks' kid, his story. Oh no. About Luke Perry. It's on Vulture. Oh. Read, it, read it. I won't do okay. it justice. Uh, he just, you know, was it was as good of a guy as I think you have to be in order to be a teen heartthrob that can somehow have 
a successful career following that where you don't just become schlocky and a parody of yourself. Right. And even though he, he even, there was a quote I saw actually today reading about it. That he said, he goes, I'm, I'm going to die as, Luke, as, as Dylan McKay, but I'm okay with that now. You know, like he came to terms with that being him and like he's not, he's never going to, was never going to be able to walk away from it or escape it or whatever you want to, like however you want to deal with it as an actor and as a, as a person. But to embrace it and then go, but I can still do other things yeah. and still and still be an actually. And yeah, I think he was actually a pretty good actor. He did a great... Especially he, as he got older, it I was. Think. I think being... This, is, this sort of goes into being true to yourself. First of all, incredibly handsome human being. Second of all, became a part of a cultural phenomenon yeah. that he, no one could have ever expected. No. They, they could have rubbed shit on their faces and people would have copied them. Like, they were just yeah. huge yeah, 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 that, yeah. in that moment. Right. Um, I think that he will now fall into the the category of teen heartthrob that died too soon versus in a way versus teen heartthrob that that turned into a <laughs> burned, mockery of themselves out, yeah yeah so he's gonna he's gonna end up more like ricky nelson i wouldn't necessarily say you know steve mcqueen or or any of those like big bigger named actors you know Rebel well those Cost those guys, guys yeah james dean i mean those guys but those guys really died like just as their career was kind of right off. right 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 but but i think he kind of like there, a lot of the comments I saw on Facebook were like, he was so young, like, and he still looked good, and yeah. he still had kind of... He's 52. I mean, it's, it's young. It's not really young, but in, it, in our right, day and age, right. it is young. Right, right, right. Young was you when fucking Eddie Cocker died when he was like 19, you know? Like, there was, yeah, there, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. we used to die young. Right, like there, right. Uh, so I don't know. I, I just wanted to say, like, um, 902 when I was, was amazing, but I think the turn in, in Buffy was amazing. Mm-hmm. Buffy the Vampire Slayer... Was a great movie for him. It was it, Paul Rubin's first movie back, not as uh, Pee Wee Herman right, after his right, like yeah. ridiculous scandal that would be a fucking blip on the radar now. Yeah, right. Um, Rucker Howard is amazing in it. Yeah. Uh, even even David Arquette's good in it. It's right. a it's a totally rewatchable movie. I'm sure. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, I don't know if like the term holds up isn't quite accurate, but it you're still you'll still have fun watching. Well, there's nothing you'll for still it to enjoy hold it. Up right. You're, you're right. You're just but you're gonna enjoy it still. It's not too. It's just campy enough to be fun. Right. It's not serious enough. It's not trying to like to have too big of a message or anything like that. It's just. It's just an entertaining movie. Right. right. And eight seconds is the movie. It's a classic. Where you test the waters to see if you're a leading man. And and a lot of people have done it. And and it doesn't always turn. It turn might turn out that you're not a leading man. And that's sort of what yeah. happened for him. And and David I think Caruso, same thing. Like there were there were totally there are people that like, you go you put your foot in the water. You're like, am I am I this guy? And and America tells you no. Yeah, and I don't know if like eight seconds was actually like a, a widely popular movie, or if it it didn't really seem to it was in Montana. take him. Well, of course, but and I don't think it, it, nece- it didn't necessarily take him to like the next steps. It right. wasn't like a springboard, I guess. But it's an actually sneaky decent movie, and he's really good in that role. I'm not sure I've even seen it. I'm, I've only I probably saw it once when it like sometime after it came out on like video, right? And I, and I remember watching it and going, actually, you know what? This is this is actually a decent movie. It's a decent story. He's a cowboy who's a who's a rodeo rider kind of thing who gets a shot or something it's like that. It's probably a perfect movie for now. It's like a Nicholas Sparks movie. Like Yeah, something, right? Or it's not maybe as like cheesy. Romancy kind of a thing to it. Yeah, it might it might actually be a little cheesy. I don't remember it that well. I just remember being more impressed than I thought I would be with it, right? And right. being him in that role going, this guy's not a cowboy. Right. Like he can't be a cowboy. Right. He was kind of a cow but he's he's kind of that guy that he's like you almost, kind of, in a way, and I don't know if that was the point of the movie, but I just I remember just thinking that this is like, maybe he's the kind of guy he's trying to be a cowboy, right? He's not meant to be the cowboy, 
but he's trying to be that guy, right? Right? Because yeah, yeah. of where he lives or and how he brought up. That real. That's a, that's a deep. That's a deep take. On right. That. I know, and I don't even know if that's accurate or not as right. far as the movie goes. But I just that was to see him in that role and to do something different. Right. I thought was 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 a good thing. Yeah. And then uh, and then the sixth sense. He's barely barely in it. He's fifth element. A fifth element. Sorry. Right. Sixth, I had to fucking always do that. His fifth element turn was very similar to Jason Priestley's tombstone turn. You barely caught him in the movie. Which I thought was Luke they Perry. they didn't do enough to fuck up anything. Until they, I couldn't find that I am DB today that I was like, oh, I remember him. He, was, he played the quote-unquote dandy in Tombstone. Yeah. I was like, I, that was a great part for him, doing something different, stepping out, like going from a <laughs> hunk, on-screen hunk, to this, this potentially gay guy in the, in the Old West or something. And then I looked it up on IMDb, and I was like, where's this role? And I was like, oh, wait, that was Dylan. Wow, we have we share a brain. Yeah. Um. I mean, I knew, but I, but I, I definitely. Yeah. It one it took thing made me, me think of the other. Yeah. T- it took me ten minutes to be like, oh yeah, that's that's that. Nope, not the same role. And not the same guy. Yeah. So he also had a run in Oz. Yeah. No, I know, and which that, I never saw. I but didn't watch Oz. It was, I didn't either. I, I, but to, for him to be, you had in to go a, to like it, bad hotels to get HBO for a little while. Yeah, there was like a right. weird stretch <laughs> right. in HBO's yeah, yeah, history yeah, where yeah. you're like. Only my grandparents have HBO. Who's watching that shit? Like free CD HBO motels. was like the yeah. thing on the side. Yeah. That was That's Oz's heyday. But to, for him to be able to go into a, into a show like Oz and have a character, and apparently he played a priest or something, I guess, who goes to prison. Uh, and and you know, it's to, so for him to be to take that role from nine hundred two and zero and then right. go play someone in Oz, I think is is another sort of a validation on his acting ability. Do you too, remember right? John from? Ohio or whatever. Yeah, the fuck. I never watched it. Yeah, I didn't yeah. either. Yeah. I, I wanted. That was the I weird HBO time. Be, yeah, it was. Yeah. it was. It was HBO. Yeah, it yeah. was like it was like saying you were watching Cinemax. Like you watch yeah. like if, until like The Sopranos or The Wire came out. Like yeah. you just didn't talk about. Yeah. what you it was watch. like Silk Stockings like, on yeah, USA. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you're like, am I supposed oh, to be watching this? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, Red Shoe Diaries. Uh, the one last thing I want to say, and I, I remember this actually after looking up his IMDb sure. thing, but Luke Perry, he, he had one episode on it was Law and Order SVU, and it was probably like at least 10 years ago or something, and he ended up playing, and he, was, he played this role where it was like this husband and wife and something was a problem with it and stuff. I, I kind of remember him in the, in the show because I used to watch it that time, mm-hmm. but it, it turns out like he played this guy who was actually a villain, who was a married dude. It turns out his, the, his backstory and the whole point of the show, the... the, the the turn, I guess, and whatever you want to call it, is that he plays a serial rapist who ended up marrying one of his like former victims when they were younger, like, and they didn't know it or realize it or wow. something or whatever, wow. or he did or something. But then it turns out, like halfway through the show, I think he turns out to be like the bad guy, and then you go, wait, he's supposed to be this sweet, loving husband, and then he's this dude. And the way he plays it, I think, if I remember it correctly, is like it's one of those times where you just watch a guy go, oh, yeah, he's really good at this, like playing like. The sneaky, like villain, bad guy kind of a thing. He's, he's got more. He he's got more levels. Than yeah. Then you realize. Then just loot. Then just you know playing. Uh, well, even nine hundred two and zero. Even in rewatching nine hundred two and zero last night, uh, which was painstaking because I had to get a DVD player to work, and I don't know if you've done that in a while. <laughs> you can't stream it anywhere, dude. I I just had the DVD, so I was like, let's fucking do <laughs> of this. You do. Let's do this. <laughs> and I broke out the DVDs. <laughs> And man, I was like, this is a goddamn process. I only made it through one disc. I was like, I'm not fucking around with another disc. Like, it's, you can't binge watch DVDs. No. It's like, no. oh, there's so much work. Um, but anyway, I, was, I, I, I remembered him a little different uh, on the show. I mean, I started with second season. First season's a fucking nightmare. Don't even, yeah. don't, do not start there. But he really wasn't, like, the character I think people, like, 
wanted him said he, remembered was, he was yeah, yeah. Hmm. he was he's like he doesn't eat chew up a scene he never overacts hmm. he does he's just plays his part but he plays it like pretty seamlessly like hmm. you could tell he wasn't just like this handsome guy right there's real acting he's not in yeah there. right um i just know a pretty face yeah i don't know there's i it, I, I, th- I think he, i think he was also a huge I, from what i remember like i remember at one point i read something in tv guide that he said that his <laughs> wife and his song they asked actors who we their songs M- were hbo in the I, hotel seriously <laughs> it was in, it was in fucking tv guide i remember this very vividly and he said he said that uh the the theme to to the X Files was he and his wife's song because that was like the thing that they bonded over the oh, most. Nice, yeah. Nice. yeah. So I know he was a TV fan um, from that and other stories I've been reading. Anyway, I don't we 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 shouldn't take up too much more time on this, but uh, thank you for mentioning that in your uh, in mm-hmm. your monologue. It was, yeah. it was good. It will, I, he will be missed, and I think people realize he how much they will miss him just sort of in in the mm-hmm. overall. Cult, yeah, yeah. Cultural phenomenon lexicon, and and he had a he had a long acting career. Like he was doing, he never stopped working after nine hundred two and zero, which kind no. of amazed me in a sense. Like I, I was a little surprised to see that, but so it, it you know kind of shows you like sort of the underappreciatedness of of probably him as an actor and just being and hard to get something as as another big kind of a role. Well, Shannon Doherty aside, these guys all really did a good job of keeping in touch and. Staying a support group Someone. for themselves because only they could understand yeah. what they'd been yeah, through. Yeah, totally. So they're really, I mean, Shannon Doherty, though, though they were in touch in later years, she's really the only one that like was like, fuck all this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can and, see that and, too. But, you, but that's, yeah. but, but I think that anyway. like when you have shows like that, like where like the, everything takes off, you end up with like a whore shack on drugs over yeah. there and a boom boom who's fucking, you know, right. like turning tricks to make money. <laughs> like it was, I think they kind of helped each other. <laughs> Which is the counterbalance of what happens when your time is up in the WWE. Wow. Which brings us to King Kong. Bundy. Yeah. Uh, I, re- I remember this dude. So this guy was, to me, like Andre the Giant, right? He was like supposed to be the villain in, in wrestling back in the 80s. And yeah. he was the counter, counter punch to, to Hulk Hogan and that kind of thing. But Andre the Giant was, was lovable. He was in like in the cartoon. Yeah. You know, he wasn't really like a villain, right? Right. And, and, and sort of in the same vein as maybe like as we were just talking about. Um, like King Kong Bunny to me was like he was like the true like ooh dude this guy is like this guy's evil yeah you know this guy's like the big evil dude that's just gonna fight everybody and be intimidating right and really, ugly which is fucking cost. ugly as sin like but and that was the that was the point right the big fat no neck bald headed yeah. dude yeah. who just wanted to like tear people apart right and like who had his his thing was like when he beat people and 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 pinned them. Uh, was demanding five counts from the ref just yeah. to show his dominance, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, I remember he would put his big sweaty ass right on your fucking chest. Yeah, like, yeah, that was like this is just disgraceful. Like the splashes, yeah, and, like, yeah, the yeah. Whole thing just, avalanche yeah, just splash all over you. Yeah, yeah. Oh. and wear that singlet. Yeah, thing. fucking dude. I mean, I will say he was the, probably the one he, the most vile or uh, like he was my least favorite yeah. wrestler because he was such a good heel. Right, exactly. And I was just an impressionable kid. Right, who was just like King Kong, goddamn oh, buddy. Yeah. Surprisingly, he wasn't in the the L that long. That's what I was yeah. surprised to learn. Like he didn't. He made more of an impact, probably because he was also in the video game on me mm. than he, I think he did in in overall wrestling. Like he wasn't around that long. Yeah, I guess WWE. so. Yeah, right, right. Well, in the mainstream, I guess. But apparently, yeah, he wrestled for a long time. For sure. Like, yeah, yeah, but I mean, circuits well, and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. He kind of he kind of peaked and and disappeared pretty quickly. And, and I I had remembered him being like having a more significant career. In, 
Which just goes to show, like he, you know, the impact. The impact he did, right? And that, and that's what I mean. It was like for me, I, I can't think of any other like wrestler as as like a true like just coming in as a villain and just being the bad guy and wanting that kind of role. Yeah. And I and I was actually reading just a little bit of him today, and it turns out like the the name King Kong Bundy actually Bundy derived from the serial killer. Ted I was Bundy. wondering that today. So they gave like he was he was a uh, he was like called like Big Daddy Bundy or something yeah. originally or something like that. The game and like they were like we're using Bundy. And that's gonna be your that's gonna be your name. And it's like so you're like this guy was bred to be the villain, right? Wasn't he was a, there was groomed. no heel turn. No, he was groomed to be the, the big bad dude. And he never turned nice. No, oh no, no. He never no. had a face turn. No, exactly. And it was amazing. Which is pretty it, impressive. I don't know anyone that made it through without any trying at least flipping once. Yeah. Yeah. I think Coco Beware probably. is the only one I can think of. <laughs> don't laugh. But no, you're right. I think you're, yeah. you're totally right. Too, he and Frank, Frankie would never have that shit. <laughs> no. Frankie would be like, ah, Coco, no. Which is funny, though, too, because apparently he was the, he was a, he tried to be a comedian afterwards. King after Kong Bundy. Thing, and he was like a huge, like, lovable, friendly dude. So, like, for that guy to be able to, to, to portray a villain the entire time and not want to be, or at least. I remember that. I remember agree that, to stay a villain. That was kind of the, the cool thing about, like, we caught, we caught the last of the wrestlers. The, like George the Animal Steel, who yeah. was like a substitute teacher, yeah, the, right, the, yeah, during the regular season or whatever. Like, like the working class wrestler mm-hmm. that was like, I don't know that I, I feel like that that came up through that what you're talking about the little leagues, yeah. like the smaller circuits yeah. before before McMahon bought everything up. Uh, and I don't even know what wrestling is now. I I saw it in a pizza shop the other day, it's, and all I all I ever see is people on a runway. Right. I don't ever ever see people wrestling. I just see people yelling down a runway as someone storm. Like, I think that's the bigger circles. event now, actually, basically. It's hard. I think it's hard for wrestling to, to, to match the, the mats, the matches against the that stuff. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. It, it's never going to... The wrestling... You're, you're, what else can you do in the ring, you know, to, like, keep... Keep making it bigger and better and stuff. Well, the, and it's sort of like it's sort of like sequels in movies. Like they always try to make it bigger, more action, yeah, explosions, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. And it's like you can't really improve upon it. That's true. Until every so years, maybe someone comes around. They and sort should. Of, do, they should do something where it's like makes it more minimal. Right. Like where you like have to like bind your feet to your like ass and and do be like a, a forced knee match. <laughs> yeah. To see what I like happens. That. Yeah. I like or that. like or no arms behind well, your well, back. They used to have the one hand yeah, matches, yeah, yeah. right? And stuff, whatever. Yeah, the strap. Yeah. That's probably where I got that from. Yeah. yeah it's it's true. Uh, let's not say let's not say we could do wrestling all day long, but we do need to shout out King Kong Bundy because it's a tradition with us. And just one more quick note about yeah. his name. So apparently his name carried over to the uh, pass it forward, I guess. Is that the when people created the Married with Children show, oh. they used Bundy wow. from him. Al Bundy. Al Bundy is named after him, which he, in, in fact, King Kong Bundy guest starred on two episodes of, I, of Married with Children. I did know that. Because, you did? Yeah, I, I watched Married with Children. I loved Married with Children. I, I did too. I watched it the other day, though. Oh, did you? Whoa. Nice. Whoa, dude. Proud of you. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That oh. does that you hold talk, up? You talk about a different time. <laughs> Woo. I mean, that show wow. can't be made today, can it? Uh, just not n- as well. Could, you could make it, but only in the White House. Whoa! Uh, moving, moving on. King, okay, King Kong Bundy. Uh, rest, rest in peace, yeah. dude. All right, Chris. Yeah, you got two hot takes for me. I got, I got hot takes. I got. Okay. They're not. <laughs> these come. From, these come from strange places. Um, <laughs> Where and else they're would they unrelated. Come? And what, they're not really... Well, I've got... Okay, this is my hot take. Okay, like, just get them out there. One's just a dumb take. Oh, great. This is a, this is a I tr- love dumb hot takes. So last week we were uh, 
texting back and forth about Webster, the TV show starring Emmanuel. <laughs> right. Yep. Remember that? Yes, I do now. So we were going back and forth because uh, Alex Karras, who was um, a national treasure, a national treasure, uh, absolutely. He was a star defensive player for the the Lions, who also starred on the show Webster mm-hmm. as George Papadopoulos. Famously, or not, maybe not so famously, Alex Karras, if you do a little back history on him, uh, was banned from the NFL for one season, along with one other player, a guy from on the Green Bay Packers, for being involved in a mob run uh, gambling game at a bar. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, so he had to sit a season out. And oh. that's when he got his, that's when he started acting. Okay. Like, he was like, all right, well, I got a season off, I'm going to try acting. Right? Okay. Came back to the league. Finished up his career. Is a, has a statue in in Detroit. Is uh, he then, does? then but yeah, but then came out, came and uh, did did Webster with his wife, with his actual wife, yeah. who played Ma'am, uh, a, a, a Canadian woman. Um, but but he'd taken that year off to, you know, that was forced upon him, uh, and found out that he was you know he he was a great storyteller. He was on Carson. Then he became an actor. Started to create a second career for okay. himself. Yeah. All right. 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 Now. <laughs> okay. I was thinking about that. Yeah. It's been in my mind. Okay. When we heard the breaking news that Jason Witten had been, had decided he was one and done as an announcer on Monday Night Football. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And he's going back to play the NFL. Yes. Which seems weird. It is. Now, there's... But I understand. Different people have different ideas of why, and no one will really ever get the answer. Doesn't matter. Did he, like, not like being... Not as good as Tony Romo was yeah. it the one thing he wasn't good at that so he went back to football. Yes, it seems it's if, to me that just it seems far fetched. It seems weird. It's not the only angle, but yes, I agree with that angle. Yeah, the, so like he was he he's the butt of a lot of jokes and a lot of like Twitter and all mm-hmm. those things and like people. But, are but everyone who does anything in the public eye is I mean. Yeah, but he was really, I think, getting sensitive. It. About yeah, it. no, well, yeah, probably, yeah, but he was really getting the brunt of probably ninety percent. Would of you say that he never point. got that kind of scrutiny as a football player? He was never very well, not loved, in right? Dallas. Yeah, yeah, probably, and probably, probably of the respected would, throughout the like NFL circles and stuff. Definitely, right? right? Yeah. yeah, like one of fans the, are sort of like, oh yeah, I think he's a great tight end. I'd love to have him on my team. But in the NFL, he was like the good guy. Oh yeah, great absolutely. Guy. Face of face of the franchise. Yeah. Um, okay. Here's the, okay. the take. All right. Was Jason Witten suspended from the league secretly for performance-enhancing drugs? Oh. Now listen to this. Given the job <sighs> for Monday Night Football to yeah. keep him in the public eye, because you'll remember, ESPN and the NFL had a meeting before last season where the ESPN pleaded with the NFL to give them better Monday Night games because they were losing the product. And ESPN and, and the NFL are are in bed together. Yeah. Right? Completely. So, in, and, and famously, they announced Jason Witten as the new Monday night announcer mm-hmm. at an upfront where Jerry Jones was at. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Is it, now, th- I'm, <laughs> is it feasible? So, that, a, that Jason Witten might have gotten caught up, I, performing and sensing drugs is the only thing I can think of. I don't think he was be into gambling or any other, like, okay. but, but he does, he, he has, he's, he's really in shape <laughs> for an yeah. older white guy. Sure. He's really in shape. Okay. So, it, so I'm sort of coupling the, like, the, the Jordan conspiracy that he, yeah. he got sent to right. baseball right. for gambling. Yeah. And because the league has been known to suspend people for, like, performance-enhancing drugs. Okay. 
Is it possible uh-huh. that the league with ESPN <laughs> gave Jason Witten a year off as penalty, but didn't want to have another scar on their already completely scarred body, especially at that time? It Go. is plausible. I wouldn't, ultimately, I wouldn't be surprised if that actually turned out to be the case, right? It's, wouldn't be surprised at all. It makes it makes a it lot makes of sense. It makes more sense to me, and I know I've got a fucked up mind <laughs> than any of these than the than the, the the retired tight end going back to football. Well, I'll get to that, and I'll address that in a second because I my own theory on that one, and it's not like that big of a deal, but it's just it's pretty simple. So, um, but I wouldn't be so I wouldn't be that surprised at all. And in 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 many ways or levels here, because it's Jerry Jones and the power that he wields with the NFL and with ESPN. And has a has a very strong voice, and if anybody could pull that off, it's probably you know there's he's one of three it's guys. It's all the right. It's owners, all the right pieces. Right. It's and all it's, the right pieces. If it was, and it's if it was like if it was you know, and with the, and it still else. ties into this Romo like being so good that they yep. could go, hey, let's just you know let's throw in Witten here. He's a tight end. But wasn't he's it weird when Witten was announced? You, when you was announced, you were like, I don't remember that necessarily. Oh well, you, it was kind like, of whispering for a while but though. Like, who, I, 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 we could probably go back and look at the archives. I, I think I probably didn't give a shit. Like I probably was like, Jason yeah. Witten, why? Right. You know. Yeah, 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 totally. And I, and I, and I, it, I. There was a, I think even before that season was over with, there was talk of him jumping out of the boot, you know, in, out, out of football. But he'd already invested so much in those hair plugs. It seems crazy <laughs> to me. Well, because he was going in the booth. <laughs> you got to start doing that early. So you, that, that actually might be a reason against your thing. Okay, is that yeah, you yeah. need, like, the hair plugs for at least two Let's years. Let's get a timeline on those hair plugs, and we'll find out the end. There you go. But here's my reasoning for him going back now, is that he was, he was really bad. He was worse than he thought or anybody else thought that was, going, that was involved in this process, Right. And now, with the Dallas Cowboys having a successful playoff season, winning, which they haven't had for most of Jason Witten's career, right. this is a window that Jerry Jones has probably for one more year until there's probably four or five guys that need to get paid, basically, right? And before he dies. He well, needs, he, before he, he dies, he and he, he already just said in an interview, he's like, I, I don't have 30 more years. I need, a, I need a Super Bowl now. Yeah. So what he needs is one more weapon on offense and why not Jason Witten? It's the one guy he knows he can why rely on. Why Jason Witten? And he can rely on. His quarterback can rely on. It, it makes, for, for, from the Cowboys' perspective and Jerry Jones' perspective, it makes a million percent, right? It, it's, it's, it's the one thing that they know that they, they like and to they're able to. pull a guy from a fucking announcing yes, booth? Yes, yes. And, and for Witten to go, you know what? Because they tried, they tried last season, too, while he was in the booth, and apparently there, was, there were stories that came out, the rumors that, Jerry Jones was trying to get him back on the field halfway through the season or a quarter of the way through the season. And I think now Witten's going, wow, I was actually really bad at this, and now I can go back and play one more season and try to maybe win a championship, potentially. I, I, I think, that, I, I think the, the stars are aligning there, as they say. I'll, this is what I'll say. I don't discredit your idea because it, it is grounded in more fact <laughs> and, rea- and reality than mine. But that's why you're but they're so both is But they're both as fucking... They both sound equally stupid. Well, yeah, exactly, exactly. Because the the I just don't think Dallas. You know, once you know, every time Dallas makes the playoffs, everyone thinks they're a Super Bowl contender, right? Right? Everyone's all now the now that Dallas is all hyped up. Dude, I just I feel like, like I, this I, isn't gonna work. Can't in, in you what just the way they can't think you just it is. see like fucking Goodell calling Jerry Jones and being like, "Listen, I got some bad fucking news." Yeah, yeah. Jason's got to do a fucking a eight game suspension, uh, and and Jerry Jones goes, "You know what? He's gonna retire." Uh, the, and, and Goodell's like, well, that's going to look fucking weird. He's just going to retire. And then they were like, well, maybe we could 
find something for him to do. Right. Click, click, Monday night. Yeah. They, I'm not saying they thought he was going to come back. No, no. But that I, was always left I mean, there was on an, the there table. Was, there was an article that how badly this was all put together for Monday Night Football. That's what team, I'm saying. It's a, I know. It's so I'm, I'm, none, I'm of it, none of it makes sense. And I keep listening to people talk around it, and I'm like, couldn't it just be It could be. Facetious? It like, could be. It could be, absolutely be. And here's an, you know, to add facetious. To, what's the word? No, uh, farce or... Uh, I, 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 yeah. Right. So, it's, right. I can't think of any words for bad other than like swear words for some reason. <laughs> Fucking shitty. That's weird. It's not yeah, fucking shitty. Yeah, it's fucking shitty. Um, but in here, and I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but he'll he's playing this season, then he's done. And and I don't know if he'll go into back into broadcasting, especially not on Monday night. Like he might be the fourth guy on CBS, you know, like two years from now. I mean, but he's not. He's he's going to try this. It's not going to work. The 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 Dolphin or the the Cowboys aren't going to have much success, or they're going to have to blow up basically half the roster, and then he's going to retire again. I don't know. I'd keep an eye on the Cowboys winning it this year. Mm. Just ah, feels weird. Feels mm. feels bizarre. Um, they, listen, they have they have one shot at this. It's this season. That's what I mean. So they better go that's all. That's what in, I mean. Right? They, if right. we're going to make if otherwise we're gonna make this about gambling, Elliot Prescott. That would be my that would be my long shot for this season. All right. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I, I mean, like, I, I still like their defense. I, I do. Uh, I think Jerry Jones has everything he wants in this team. He's got his patsy for a fucking coach who people are going to back off mm-hmm. of because. He had a winning season last year, and he's got a defense that's starting to come together. They're implementing a new offense, new offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach. Yeah, I feel like yeah. it's a you know. Hopefully, he just stays out of the draft, and Dallas can do whatever they got to do. Uh, I will say this though: that their backup quarterback is now their offensive coordinator. Yeah, well, you I know. mean, who's qualified to do anything? I don't know. Jason Witten was a goddamn well. Yeah, player. how'd that work out for? Him? <laughs> so, <laughs> what's your second hot take, Chris? A hot take. My second hot take is more of an, an observation, a parallel, if you will. Oh. It's a hot parallel. It's a hot parallel. <laughs> so I w- I've been thinking about, <laughs> these are just things I've been thinking about. Things that make you go, hmm. Well, I, for some reason, Syracuse basketball, because like Jimmy Beheim oh, yeah. just ran over someone four. and killed someone. Yeah. He, he's coached for 49 yeah. years. At That's, Syracuse. Which is, which, so I was thinking, this is not my hot take, but it's a sidebar. Uh, what, if, what if he would have left like after you know the, the first good set of runs? at Syracuse to go coach, I don't know, the Boston Celtics? Mm. What if he had done a good job? <laughs> no. So he probably should have just stayed in college. He made the right move, yes, right? Yeah, absolutely. So he, that he wasn't... He, he so that he wasn't... Lane. He yeah, stayed in his life. He wasn't shown <laughs> as somebody who is underqualified to coach yes. NBA-level yes, players yes. and can't handle it when the team falls off the fucking rails. Potentially. Yeah. yeah. Remind you anyone? No. Okay. So, anyway, that's, <laughs> that's a, just a quick diatribe into fuck you, BS, BS. Uh, <laughs> surprisingly, we should, Jimmy Beheim's and we should start a restaurant called Bill Simmons Brad Stevens Steakhouse. Yeah, he should. We should. <laughs> he did a fucking. I listened. I I have to admit, uh, I listened to the fucking Ryan Rosillo Simmons podcast because it came up on. I like Rosillo. Well, because it was supposed to be about the Celtics collapse. Okay. They. They, he steered they, it away. They never talked about Brad Stevens one fucking time. They kept saying they would, and then they'd be like, well, we'll go to break. But you know who they still found time to shit on? Mm-hmm. Brett Brown. They weren't even supposed to be talking about the Sixers. <laughs> of course. Of course. I, I, I have a theory. I think there are people from Massachusetts who talk like fucking wicked pissy, papa, whatever that gar- garbage accent is. And then there are people from Boston who don't. And people from Boston who don't talk like that have a superiority complex towards people who do. That's the theory. Hmm. Bill Simmons is from Boston. That's a hot, that's Talks a hot like take. a fucking pussy. 
Brett Brown's from Massachusetts. Mm. Talk fucking guy. Yeah, guy's marbles yeah, in his yeah, mouth yeah, over there. Yeah. Uh, and he lived in Australia. Like, he had every chance to lose that fucking accent. It only got worse. <laughs> I think Simmons is just mad that fucking Brett Brown's more Boston than he is. I can fucking coach a team better than this little fucking whiz kid who's over there wondering where, why fucking Gordon Hayward sucks. Like, give me a fucking break. Anyway, done. <laughs> Great. Put a fork in it. All right. So. What's your parallel? Jimmy Beheim's only oh, won, yeah, you only won one championship. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Right. Syracuse's yeah. only won one championship. Sir, uh, Carmelo, right. Exactly. Carmelo. Mm-hmm. Is there an NBA team currently that feels like the same position that Syracuse was in when they won with a one-and-done player and a decent, a decent guard as a McNamara... Is there a team that has a one-year waiver on a player? Also with cornrows from the north who has one shot and could sneak it in there and surprise everyone. Oh, Toronto. Feel it? Oh, wow. It took me, it took me there a minute to see where you, you were going it? with this. Thing. Yeah, sure. What, you coming around on Toronto? I'm just saying, dude. Now that's a hot I'm, take. I'm just saying. I'm not, it's not necessarily that I'm coming around, although, holy shit, I watched them play the other night. It's who amazing they, when you start who, watching a team how who, much you really like, man, appreciate that and like fucking, them. That dude, that, uh, that, their third guy is fucking great. What's his name? Asayakim? Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. Woo. Monster. Uh, when, they, when he's fucking, when he's on. And, and I will say, like, Gasol opens up the floor. Mm-hmm. Like, it's less of a clogger. We talked about this. And I started thinking, Kawhi's fucking lights out in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. He's a fucking playoff dynamo. Mm-hmm. He locks down, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, Steps up. And, and he's, he's gone next year. He's not in Toronto. But he could bring Toronto to the promised land. Interesting. The way that Melo came from done. Baltimore, brought fucking Syracuse to the promised land. Cornrows. Power of the cornrows. I mean, it's your legacy. It would be his legacy. That's kind of amazing. I like it. I and like I, the parallel. I like the hot parallel. I just see it. I, I, I see the, I, you know, I was doing the breakdown of teams that have won two in, more than two in a row in my spare time. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So they were only, they're lost only, two in a row. There are only two teams, yeah, that have lost two. That two have games lo- in a row. That have only lost two games in a row. Mm-hmm. Like this, or haven't lost two games in a row. Exa- Whatever. More than two games in a row. More than two games yeah. in a row. Those two teams <laughs> are Milwaukee and, and Philly. that one up. Are Milwaukee and Philly. But in doing that, I also noticed like how many win streaks Toronto's gone on, mm. which is also another sign of a good playoff team. A team that can win a bunch in a row and not fucking get lost in it and not take a night off is a team that can win in the fucking playoffs. I'll, I'll add to that streakness you're talking about there. And I think I wonder if you can draw a parallel to Kyle Lowry and his play McEnary, during those dude. streaks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because Kyle Lowry has been like he's just disappeared in some stretches of games, McNamara, man. right? And like he's been when he's when he's on and he's shooting and he's distributing and he's playing like like he is capable of, uh, and and a second tier and a second tier guy when on a team. He plays like a teammate and not a fucking dude with a chip on his right, shoulder. Right, right, exactly. There, there's a huge difference. And then like when he's off, they lose. And if he's not on in the playoffs, they're losing in the first round. Right. But if he's if he's on, then you're then then there there could be a championship there. So, now I'm going to go one step further. Oh, yeah, bring it. Go. DeMar DeRozan might be too sensitive for a team. Like, he could have been the reason that they would fall apart against Cleveland. Like, he takes what? things on the court so personally. I, watching him in, in San Antonio Him this and year, Lowry. Like, he, 
Yeah, but I, I don't. I just don't see. And I know. I know that Kawhi is a bad example because he like gets butt hurt and ends up with New Balance because Nike didn't <laughs> fucking sign him. I get it. But like, I I just. Yes, thank you for calling me out on having barely watched any Toronto games because now I'm like, holy shit! When they're fucking locked in, it's impo- they're they're pretty they're, unstoppable. They've got a nice team. They've got a lot of depth, balance, and they and they're the only and their coach is the dude we were making fun of who was like coached in I England know, or whatever, and he's actually probably a really good coach. They're also the no, the only vet team. They're a team that have has really like had some mm. tough playoff mm-hmm. years. They've got they've got real playoff experience. Mm-hmm. They've got championships. Mm-hmm. Uh, I the Celtics are sort of a vet team, and they, I know they made a run last year. But other than that, you've got young, young teams, and and I, man, I would love to see Toronto in Golden State because I think Golden State could fall apart. I think that what we saw this year when Durant got all weird, they just don't and, care. And, I don't think. and Green got all weird. Yeah. And Boogie's poison, dude. Don't forget the Boogie's poison. They signed poison. Now, hopefully, Boogie doesn't turn poison, but Boogie's always been poison, dude. He's poison. He, dude, he's a... F- Dylan Nation, our friend Dylan and I rattled Boogie Cousins at a, at a Brooklyn Nets game one time. <laughs> Fully rattled him. Got him to walk outside of a fucking... Out of a coach's circle. And, like, look for us in the crowd. Like... That's not a guy that you need unhinged. And I just, I just, no, no, no. I, I I'm not saying they will lose. No, they no, probably no. will win the championship because they're they're great. But he's he's got boomer bust potential. Yeah, yeah. He rides a fine line. I just wonder if it was worth the risk. It, I think it is worth the risk to them. And I, I think you know maybe once the playoffs come around, they just start killing everybody because they then they lock in, kind of like why Leonard does. Like I just don't think they care about the regular season. I just think it's going to be. A, I think it will be more of a. It'll but, be a harder battle to get there. But, right, exactly. And I do think, like, Houston now all of a sudden is be really, like, coming on. And if Chris Paul can stay, another guy that can stay healthy yeah. and locked in. he's a difference maker for sure. There's a huge difference maker there. Um, yeah, I don't think it's as easy as everyone wants to project the Portland. The Portland is for real good. Denver's okay, see, for real good. Denver, Den- okay, so Denver to me is the team that, like, they're, to me they're drawing the parallels like the Blazers of last year, right? Yeah. Like, they, I, could go, I could see them going in the playoffs and just no experience no real sort of like it dude mm-hmm. and just and just getting swept out of the playoffs especially they might have to you know uh face one of those um the best draw for them is utah like that's who i would hope that they get cause, maybe because those teams hate each other yeah. and it would be a fun series it would be a fun series it'd be like that right? weird like early game yeah, series yeah, yeah. but i think that the, otherwise yeah i totally see what you're but what if they had to play the rockets or something in the first round something yeah, like that yeah. th- they might they might I, they'll I, probably lose actually i can see that which i don't want to happen i but. do like i do like uh portland this year they've been way more resilient yeah. than they have in the past and lillard and and mccollum have shown that in <laughs> washington <laughs> They should just be able to pull it together. Mm. Like you can play, you can mm-hmm. play this way mm-hmm. if you have two players that are willing to do. Well, so. if you, I think if you know how to build a roster around them too, then right? Like yeah. Portland at least has a better idea of, of how to and trying to do. It. And it took them a few years. To, uh, well, right. Portland needs to start utilizing uh, Collins a little bit more. But yeah, well, and Canner wasn't a bad pickup, but he's taking minutes away from Collins, and I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't like that it. one. Um, we've got a lot to talk about in a little bit of time, okay. I think. Right? Because yeah. I mean, we're forty minutes in. Yeah, we can we can make this work. Have you noticed Detroit now? Like we never talk about Detroit and the Pistons, but the Pistons have jumped up into the seventh spot. I'm ignoring it because I like a like a and they're winning like a rash. I would just hope it goes away. <laughs> <laughs> they've what? I think they've won. Do you want fucking Detroit? Like ah. no, but Detroit might kind of be like so. There might be two teams that are, are end up being low seeds like Houston and Detroit, and they might end up toppling somebody in in a, in a higher seeded team. And that team in the East is either going to be uh, Indiana. 
or Philly or or the, I don't, Tor- Toronto or Boston or something well, like that, yeah, right? Like I it don't could think be, there are any. I don't think those teams could be intimidated. I, I, I'm not well, saying intimidated. I'm just saying like they, de- you're not going to take Detroit serious. No one's taking Detroit seriously, and all of a sudden they're going on Drummond's a run. Drummond's been playing good, right? Maybe they figure something out here. I'm not sure. I'm, it's just weird. It's like the Pistons there, and then the Nets and the Magic and seventh and eighth seeds. Well, I'm, I'm curious to see if they can actually hold those positions. Because the Magic, have, will, Magic have been winning more than not lately. Nets have been sliding. I know, which means I, that's why I think that. But every other team, point, Detroit's probably the best of those three. Right, but in every other team below them in the East are have losing records in the last ten games as well. So it's like I, I feel like those three teams are probably it's set. Right, the East is probably set at this point with only about nineteen twenty games yeah, to go. Yeah, I would agree. Like I don't know if the yeah. Hornets. Or or the Heat or anybody can make that enough of a run now. Well, the Heat feel so. I watched I the Heat game last night, enough. and they they definitely don't have anything. And if if D Wade didn't still get superstar calls, they wouldn't have beat Atlanta last night. They just there there's nothing there. Yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, they, it's yeah. They, they it's a it's a bunch of junk. Pieces. They might get a punch. They might punch their way into the playoffs for D Wade's last fucking Maybe. year, but they'll get they'll get butt rammed by whoever they play. Oh, yeah. like, they gave they gave Philly everything they had last year. Everything they had, they cheated. They fucking yeah, scrapped, yeah, punched, they whatever. Were, right? They that, were they were like they, bad boy Pistons. They, style, yeah, right? they're not gonna fucking. They, and that didn't even work. They're, right. they're right, right, way right, less of a right, team right, than yeah, they were. Yeah, last yeah, I agree. Year. I totally agree. Um, in the bottom of the West. The Clippers are still hanging on to a, a playoff seat here, right? But like, yeah. Lakers are done. They're out of it. LeBron's gone, the, right? The, the whole thing. The like, Clippers that's sucking, gonna... it makes me feel so good about Tobias Harris. Like, I, lo- I love it. Like, the Clippers were they're like... They're not a, sucking, though. They're sucking. They're 7-3 they're and three in their last 10 games. They don't look good, dude. They, they got Dan... What's his name? Fucking... Gallinari. Gallinari, yeah. yeah. Danilo Gallinari is your best He's terrible. Dude. He's terrible. Like, but they're making team. it work somehow here. Like... We and we st- <laughs> we talked about this in the beginning of the season, and I don't know if you remember this. But when they when the Clippers got off to a hot start and they were they were in first in the in in the West, we were saying Doc Rivers deserves Coach of the Year award, mm-hmm. right? Or at least I was. I think you were agreeing with me on that one. I still think at this point, with the job he's done and trading all, all those players away and doing and, and just and like kind of trying to, I'm not sure they were trying to tank, but I don't think they were really trying to make the playoffs anymore. Tr- trading away Harris, like to keep them in this and in, in a seventh seed. Like he, I think he deserves in the job he's done. I and think he lost it, his kid, which is pretty pretty important. Yeah, he, he gave he that, bought into this new system and this new and this new like to the to his to like this, his this own team, child. Team, right. Uh, I will also say this: Doc Rivers' fucking timeout to shout out Dirk was one of the coolest fucking things I've seen off the cuff in a long goddamn time. And I know it's probably premeditated on his part. Yeah, you know, for yeah. a feel good moment. Sure. But man, that was that was like. Mo Cheeks helping that little kid sing the fucking national anthem. Oh, yeah, I, It yeah, was yeah, like right, one of those cool right, moments right. where I was just like, you know, nice. like sometimes yeah. players respecting mm-hmm. players, the, that's, what makes, that's what makes basketball so much more of an interesting sport yeah. to me than other sports. Like that wouldn't happen in football, you know? Uh, totally. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You'll just get like Sam Weish getting on. You don't live in Cleveland. You live in Cincinnati. Yeah, last yeah. cool thing a coach ever did. <laughs> Put a coach on the PA. Whose fucking idea was that? <laughs> coach, coach, say something. Yeah. Say something. Okay. All right. Um, let me ask you this. Yeah. Do you think Philly will will jump the Pacers in the last games here now before the playoffs and and claim the third seed? I don't. I don't think it matters. Okay. I just as long well, as Philly they, will play. So long, if Philly stays at four, they play. They're playing they, Boston. Fuck it, they're gonna play Boston anyway, man. I'm not right. fucking. Don't shy away from that shit. All right. Well, fuck how Boston? You're not worried. If, if you, I mean, I wouldn't. I, do I want the Sixers to be in the playoffs to to get to the second round? No. So if they can't beat Boston, Fine. so be it. Okay. 
That's I just I I just don't I just want home I just want home you, court advantage. Look at you being all grown up and taking a good approach to this. Well, it's it's true, man. Yeah, and I and I absolutely. think the Celtics have our number, and the only way we can get past that is to fucking whoop the ass. Yeah, I agree. And and, and then we'll put a fucking it'll put a goddamn cork in me if if Brad Stevens can out coach Brett Brown again. Um, I just I I it doesn't matter to me. And okay. I, and I Indiana. Th- th- Good for them for like beating teams that can that tank and the occasional like contender, but like they they're not gonna do shit. Okay, fair enough. Um, do you still believe the Sacramento Kings will be the eighth seed in the Western Conference? They're on I, a slide lately. I want to, I want to believe it. Man, they they just it, the thing was is well, I was afraid with them is that they were they were playing so well, and that they were gonna peter out, but then they didn't. They like kept the momentum going. Uh, they're fun home court team. I don't know what their their schedule is like, but I'm nervous. The rest of the way, yeah, I don't know. I'm not even convinced the Lakers are out of it. I'm not either. I'm not totally because and, and because of because of the Clippers, um, and Sacramento, or you know, are 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 you know, there's two teams good, there that might it's not. not a good story for the NBA for fucking for LeBron to, to not make the playoffs. But when you're losing the when you're losing the the. The Suns, and then what would they lost to the Clippers last night? Like you're not beating, you're not beating the teams you're supposed to be beating. You know who they would, you know who they would have, you know how, how they would have won both of those games if LeBron wasn't in the games. <laughs> I'm not even fucking with you, dude. Like they would, if if they just got to play loose and and run and, and run a, like a young fast offense, I, those games they could have won. I think. <laughs> Without LeBron fucking holding the goddamn ball and force feeding fucking players and not players playing defense and, and yelling at, fu- at yeah. fools. Did you see that highlights yeah. of that game? Yeah. He, like he was they, someone. I think it was was ESPN yeah. that actually like did a breakdown of him not playing defense for. Multiple and he's getting possessions. fucking. He's getting called out for shit that we already knew. Like he's yeah. now he's going after fucking Luke. And Wall. he got an offensive foul called against him. Like there's. I, it's just, I, I'm not I'm not over exaggerating when I say that like the. The the, the team. Looked better mm-hmm. at, for this team. Yeah. I'm not saying they could beat a no, good LeBron. No. I'm just saying that this team, especially after getting fucking undercut, yo, Brandon, you know, Brandon Ingram has come around. Brandon now. Ingram had a fucking dunk the other night that was the nastiest goddamn thing I've ever seen. I, if LeBron can't fucking see that that dude is a fucking well, he might be now. I'm mostly for the last couple of games the way Brandon Ingram has been playing, and it seems like maybe LeBron James is kind of stepping. Step back a little bit, open things up for him. You know, helped open things up for him in a way like he's not having to do so much, and he's letting Brandon Ingram do his thing. Yeah, and the whole team is maybe like I, maybe. Why does, he go, why does he let fucking Luke Walton do his thing? Well, because he can't. He can't. The guy can't. Do you? Do you <laughs> let me ask you this: Do you think the Pelicans made a huge mistake not making this Anthony Davis trade? Fuck with the yeah, Lakers? dude! I thought it was a fucking great trade. I yeah. thought I would have taken all those pieces. I think a lot of people are are probably rethinking their opinions on this. I, I was like, I, I thought if they did that deal, the league would stop it because the, the Lakers were giving too much. This is a perfect example of of the Lakers not recognizing their talent on their team. Two years ago, they traded away D'Angelo Russell. Yep. Right. They gave up on him because he wasn't a leader, supposedly, or whatever, or his talent. He wasn't. He wasn't performing. Right. You give you give players enough time. Uh, and 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 push them the right way, or however you want to, you know. Coach speak, you want right. to throw in there. Right. These guys will develop. Brandon Ingram is talented, man. He's yeah. good. He's a good player. Yeah. He just might need a little bit longer than than most of these Kuzma guys. Is, just because he's Kuzma, the second overall pick or third Kuzma, overall pick well, doesn't I mean, matter. I, that I shouldn't say, matter at all. I would say the exact same thing about Lonzo Ball. And I believe me, I fucking hated Lonzo Ball coming out of college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I see him play a game when he's not in his head, mm-hmm. when he's just playing off of 
pure instinct. Yeah, a little and, more free. Yeah, and what what's his ass? Uh, Trey, whatever, and and Trey Young yeah. has the same yeah. thing. When he, he's, he's playing loose, yeah. when he's playing loose, a little confidence. Yeah, yeah. Not worried about turnovers. Right. That's the thing that these guys. I mean, and and that's the problem with LeBron is like. You just traded away a, a young center in Zubak who's actually playing really well for the Clippers. Like, you could have used that guy on this team. You could have used Brooke Lopez on this team, except for you, you had to get rid of him, and he would have been a perfect center for this team. Actually. Well, center. I mean, they had to make room for Mike Beasley. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the other one. <laughs> you're, not, you're not talking about Born Ready, right? You're no, 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 the, the center dude. He used to play for Golden State. I can't think of his name right now. Your favorite guy. Anthony Bogut. Oh, JaVale McGee. Yeah, but JaVale. Yeah, JaVale McGee. Like, they signed JaVale McGee like two days into free agency. I know, right? I know. Like, JaVale McGee who was playing in the Philippines. Like, like I like JaVale McGee ago. too, right. No, but no, I'm no, just I, saying like, Brooke I, Lopez would have been a great center on the Lakers. And he's from LA. Yeah. I mean, I, the, the, the what, the, okay. Here's, this is why I don't think they're is, making the playoffs because they can't James, figure any of this This is LeBron James out. in a nutshell. Last year, now, now you might not be a J.R. Smith fan. You, yeah, you, I don't care about him. Right. He he had definitely burned enough bridges to where he was became a bit of an unlikable human being. Right? I just I don't like him when he when he plays really great for winning teams and then when they're not winning he's just like fuck it I don't give a right. fuck about anything. But I felt like LeBron when Jr. fucked up that game one pass or whatever. Yeah. His gut reaction was to shit on the dude, and yep, and a, that's what he and does. And a character person. Would have embraced him, high fived him, right. and not fucking made a mockery right. of him. Like that has him to on fucking bench. that has to live with him. Right. That he has to live with for the rest of his life. Like that's the fucking yeah. lasting image of, of mm-hmm. Jr. Who made a fucking boneheaded play that we've all made. You know, yeah, like totally. And I, I and, agree and with that's you. that's LeBron's character. Don't give me fucking high schools in Akron. Don't give me fucking all the shit he's done for his friends. I'm sure he's a fine enough dude who burns down cities after he leaves them. Uh, I'm sure he's a fine enough dude. Don't get me wrong, but. The true character of a man is one that can, that can forgive and be a teammate in the moment, not when the fucking he knows the cameras are on him and he's ready to make a fucking statement. Okay. Fair enough. Mic drop, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Should we just end there? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> fucking let's be out. All right. That's it. <laughs> you guys have a good week. I'm not ha- talking anymore. Have a good week. Yeah, you too.